0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. How are you? How are you feeling? Good.
1: Feeling good. good. Excellent. Yep. Uh, what about you? Big weekend? Do anything crazy?
0: Last weekend? Yeah. Yeah, I, I did roofing last weekend. Whoa, you roofed. We roofed. Uh, Holy shit. The At the f- cottage? The family cottage, yeah. it needed About a third of it needed to be redone. Nice. And Becky and I kind of pulled the, we want to be helpful card, even though like we knew and probably everyone knew that we wouldn't necessarily be helpful, Sure. not having any experience in that area. And then I like to think that we were actually very helpful. I bet you were. Uh, it's a really good learning experience because it's like a shallow roof and it's not... Um, very steep of an incline mm-hmm. uh, we were there all day it was yeah. like an eight hour day it's a big job did you guys have like the guns or did you just like hammer? nail guns yeah. No, we were just hammering wow yeah yeah wow that's old school it was that wasn't so bad it was actually getting up the old nails that was kind of a pain in the neck yeah and then i kind of became a resident shingle cutter okay which is not easy man right that's like cutting concrete with yeah. an exacto knife. You
1: use an exacto knife and then you just bend it back and forth till they break. Is kind that? of, yeah. 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 I see I haven't even roofed in uh like since I was a child. Mm. When I don't even think I did that. <laughs> I
0: haven't roofed since <laughs> since roofing class. In, it was in grade <laughs> primary. That's right, since <laughs>
1: Home Eck roofing edition. <laughs> now, they never taught us anything practical in school. We did a shed, I think, and then I was able to do I think not sure how much of my dad's shed that that I did before other activities sort of distracted me, and I
0: went out downtown or something. But you have uh, in your arsenal a little bit of hands-on experience with that sort of thing. Like you're pretty handy.
1: Well, no, especially I, for someone our age, I convince myself that I am, and then I end up taking on like projects that end up
0: taking like four hours. Isn't that what most of our dads do? Yeah, probably. They just go at it with the can-do spirit, and they're better than us because they actually tried i was i would well no
1: like for instance on saturday i did a um i did a exterior light or i was trying to do an exterior light but it culminated with me um on my front porch with my iphone flashlight on at like four oh. percent at 8 p.m like dar- <laughs> so pitch dark dark yeah, like sun sun gone bunch of tools on the front step. Me just having to pack up all the tools and like throw them in the shed and like stomp around cuz I didn't get this done and it didn't like work out. Because it was it was more of a carpentry thing than anything else. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that I didn't know how to wire up the the fixture. Mm-hmm. It was just all this extra shit that I had to do to like build it on correctly cuz I like took it upon myself that there had to be this like new platform behind it and anyways It was super annoying and I just have duct tape covering over uh, (laughs) some electrical wires that I put Moretz over.
0: There's a great Arthur Miller play in you being without daylight while trying to install an artificial light and just like slowly going insane through the course of the evening as it gets darker and darker.
1: Blood sugar was going low. I was like, are you kidding me? Like,
0: well, my (laughs) flashlight's dying and yeah. And so it was just a day of doing nothing really. With all due respect to my father, the most patient man of the world. I mean I think cursing and getting angry is part of the process. It's true. So I really think you're on the right path.
1: It's true. Yeah. And and I've I've done stuff like that before and w- and when it does work out it is the ultimate satisfaction. And yeah. you look at it and you go nice. Like you've you've done stuff well obviously like your book for instance but like on a much smaller scale. Like I know you've like written things or you've like you've got got like tons of home reno stuff that you've done you're like in that camp now
0: kind of yeah Yeah. and i don't consider myself very handy becky's more handy than i am so like the bookshelves behind us she really Mm -hmm. led that project and certainly our kitchen reno and now she's oh my god this is actually a a a significant day for us to be having this conversation because becky's super gung-ho about redoing our bedroom so that's going to happen like in the next few weeks okay and this morning she built us a new headboard Oh, wow. Yeah, just like out of foam and fabric, and she like sewed the fabric around it, and it hangs from these leather straps on our wall. No way. It's the coolest, yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys are handy. Yeah, I'm marrying handy. <laughs> well, in any case. What about you? Any exciting adventures besides
1: besides your... Besides that escapade? Yeah, your pain. N- no, uh, no, not really. And I don't think there's really going to be this week either. It's kind of a, another like... Lowdown weekend, yeah, might get like the last golf game of the season in. Oh, it must be, be chilly insane.
0: on the on the
1: golf. the old course, yeah, yeah, it is. It is kind of the uh, likely disappointing end to what was kind of a disappointing golf season. I didn't get out for that many rounds. It rained like ninety percent of the mm. times that I did get out. It's yeah. just been like with COVID, it's so hard to get times. You need
0: to yeah. you need to book like a week out. Who who plans anything a week out? Well, especially I like with weather. Planning my brother's bachelor party, I found it impossible booking golf courses at That's all. Right. I yeah. found I found them all very like cagey about it. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking for a better offer. They're mm-hmm. like, well, maybe, right. maybe we'll call you. I don't know. <laughs> they did this weird flirty thing with yeah. their shoulders. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> hmm. I'm not sure if I'm free. I might be washing my hair. <laughs> uh, This is a new character. It's my I like that character. It's it's my golf course as a tease. It was very like almost John Mulaney. (laughs) Uh, Alright, speaking of entertainment. Oh, did you watch The New Succession?
1: I did. Did you like it? Man, I freaking love this show. Yeah. It's it's really great. It's so good. You um do you have a side that you picked? I've been Team Kendall since the beginning. I think he I think you have to be Team Kendall. Yeah. But I think Kendall's the hero of the show. I don't I don't know if he is. No. I don't know if he can handle it. Like you know, you know like I think I think ultimately he's supposed to kind of be
0: an idiot who thinks oh, for like sure. he can try it. To- he has hubris, but I yeah. I think he's the most decent person among them. Like he has obvious obviously serious demons. Right. And but I think he hurts the most, other than Tom, I guess. Yeah, he hurts a lot, right? <laughs> what What did uh,
1: Roman say? He's like, until he melts down because
0: it's his favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's his favorite. He's mentally ill. He's a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw them on uh, Colbert a couple of weeks ago. They did like a full cast All panel. Of them. Cool. All of them, except for Jeremy Strong. Who's a little too serious. Maybe he's a little too serious, or they kind of played it like he just wasn't available. Right. But he didn't do any of the ample press that the rest of them had to do for this new season. Right. Um, So it might be part of the deal. But uh, Colbert asked Brian Cox who he thought was Logan's favorite child. And he said it's Shiv, but I do think it's Kendall. I think that's why it hurts him so much when Kendall screws him over. I think so, too. And I honestly think, like,
1: yeah. I was going to say, maybe like even a case could be made for Connor. Like, I've always loved Connor. He's the one who's like. No, he openly thinks Connor's an idiot. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't went back to watch that, but, um, loved the
0: episode. Damn, I love it. I like the, uh, I like Jerry. Jerry's kind of growing on me. Yeah. I, I I think that maybe they didn't intend to make Jerry so central and Mm. she's just, and the whole thing with Roman is just too interesting. I loved the, uh,
1: part about like you're you're getting more press than than oj <laughs> the
0: juice is loose the whole thing in his ex-wife's house and like the lawyer comes over and he's like he's he's not necessarily on coke but he's being cokey kendall right i love it yeah he's yeah like, cokey kendall's a pleasure yeah. to watch yeah it's a great great show i finished ted lasso as well can we talk about that is it like a spoiler yeah. zone is that safe i think we're I, I think we're fair if someone hasn't watched it then um uh, eh. Just, Just jump a couple minutes. I mean, it's not yeah. like the most spoilable show. You don't no. we couldn't talk about it and and destroy the essence of Ted Lasso. No. But it was interesting that they chose to build a villain this season. Yeah, did they, they took, ever? like a Joker origin story.
1: They really did. even to the, like the the him walking up to the camera and making like a kind of evil smirk at well, the end.
0: And his hair turns gray gradually throughout the yeah. season. So he like decays from his his uh, yeah. evilness, his like goodness. a Sith Lord. Yeah. Yeah um yeah that was a long time coming
1: wasn't it nate, it was troubling nate turning into a villain yeah uh so you really hated nate
0: by well the end of it. and the thing is like you understand as with the joker you understand that his attitude and his cruelty is rooted in being a victim of cruelty as well mm-hmm. like you understand that he's really insecure and that's at the heart of all of this awful stuff that he's doing but you don't forgive him for it. You're no. like, no, how dare you tell no. the press? How dare you tell Trent Krim, the Independent? Totally.
1: And and not only
0: that, but it, it comes from a place of him not getting credit. Or rather, because he has so quickly become uh, addicted to the small bit of credit that Ted gave him last season. Like, right. Ted comes along, changes the dynamic of the locker room. Everybody's going to be nice to each other. We're going to believe. Right. And suddenly he was no longer the only person getting affection like he had to share the affection and right. that made him evil when he tore that poster in half yeah i saw red right that's not going to work with me
1: the ultimate bad move mm-hmm.
0: but a, a great season of tv i genuinely don't know where it comes from when people say that the season isn't good no no i, I think there was more uh, like a symptom of the week by week watching well then i i have no regrets for for how i handled it
1: no no i don't think you should. Um what did you think of the whole uh, Sam?
0: Um, Interesting, right? Sam, th- the Sam Rebecca thing. I thought Sam was Sam had a good season. Oh yeah, he's so likable. Yeah, yeah. That funeral episode is fabulous. Really great. Yeah, I think it's the Emmy episode.
1: And I thought the Sam Richardson cameo was also very good. Who is Sam
0: Richardson? So he's the he was the uh, owner of the team from Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I recognize that guy, but he was doing a voice, right? Uh, yes, he was doing a voice. And then he gets real funny and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's the guy who's in Detroiters, and he's also in
1: t- some Tim Robinson stuff.
0: Yes. I knew I had seen him around before. Yeah. Overall, really, really good. And then, like, those were the joys of my watches lately. Um, there was a couple of things I didn't finish. Like, I watched the first half hour of uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney. Oh, and you couldn't finish it? No. And I think maybe this is a little sad, but, like, as a person who will always love the Muppets, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do new Muppets. No. No. I think that like you will watch the old things, which are childish because you liked them as a child. Right. Not even that childish. Like there's an edge to the Muppets, but like going forward, especially where the Disneyfication of Muppet stuff is just to litter it with celebrity cameos. Mm. um, That doesn't really work. And, I don't care if the last Kermit, the guy who took over from Jim Henson and did the job for like 20 years, I don't care if he was difficult to work with. They shouldn't have fired him because whoever they have doing it now, it's just not Kermit. It's off. It just does not seem right. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So that's disappointing. And I watched the first hour of The Aviator because I'd never seen it. You know what? I finished The Aviator earlier this year. It was okay. a movie that I hadn't seen. I was snoring, man.
1: It's it's a weird full watch yeah you kind of think you're gonna get like the full life oh yeah but what you really end up getting is like
0: like kind of like a six-year span yeah that's not what you're looking for but he must go crazy in it for the lack of a better term like it is about his journey into madness descent Yeah.
1: yeah that does happen and then it kind of just like abruptly ends
0: see i thought i was getting you know one of the iconic pairs which we've talked about a lot which is uh leo and marty and i was but it wasn't no, what it, there's a reason for. it's not talked about a whole lot. No, and it's long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I like old Hollywood stuff. I like yep. Leo. It, it seemed, and the, the rest of the cast is really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like it had the pieces, but yeah. I just, I, I was not hooked by it and I won't go back.
1: No, not an amazing watch. I no. think
0: I watched it over the course of a few sittings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I have anything else that I've watched. What have you been watching?
1: Well, I've watched a few
0: movies. Okay um and most recently so i watched clueless we talked about that a little earlier well we didn't really but should we save that for later in the podcast we're going to talk about clueless yeah sure okay um what other movies did i watch
1: there were a couple and a couple that i think you'd appreciate like
0: streaming movies you watch them at home yeah we tried to go see no time to die this is the closest i've come to going to the movies in a year and a half we uh-huh. actually made it inside the building but in the last year and a half i genuinely forgot that 3d movies were a thing like it has not crossed my mind that 3d movies were a commercial construct right in the entire pandemic and so all day on sunday we're like we're gonna go to the movies at seven o'clock i'm watching this 7 p.m time that's where we're gonna go to the movies and we go there and it's seven o'clock and i see at the little machine that actually, it's a 3D movie. And Becky's already taken out her contacts for the night. Right. And she oh, can't wear no. two pairs of glasses. And so, essentially, we got into the building. It's the closest we've come. But we still haven't seen a movie because I forgot how to go to the movies. Man, that's, that's
1: totally uh, a, a fine thing to have. Like, I,
0: I was wondering if movies were going to go back to 3D post-COVID or it is during covid it is genuinely one of the great mysteries to me have you ever met anyone who wants 3d movies it's like so much about especially big blockbuster movies is focus grouped to shit they are they do so much market testing to see what people want and what will maximize Mm -hmm. people's intrigue in the theater yeah and they just do not seem to care about the data that surely is telling them no give it to me in 2d if you want to charge me more charge me more you've never had a problem with that in the past right but don't make me wear these this dumb goggle thing right remember they were trying to sell 3d tvs a couple of years ago. Yep. they just don't exist anymore it belly flopped it was stupid yeah so why are we trying to do it with movies yeah if you need to charge me 17 bucks fine i'm not going to go to the movies that often yep. but fine and it's it's very frustrating and anyway we just we haven't gone still haven't done it it, I find it funny that a Bond movie would even be three D. That's the other thing, right? It doesn't seem true to the the kind of Bond style. Well, and that's how the 3D Renaissance about 15 years ago really took off was like these animated movies, yeah. you're finding Nemos or whatever, or movies that were very clearly designed to take you on a roller coaster ride, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. And then it just got so that every blockbuster movie was in three D. I like the Aston Martin looks just as cool in two D. Yeah. Totally. That's the way you're
1: used to seeing it. Yeah. I mean, I get trying to switch it up, but not for me, dog. I also
0: watched the second episode of Maid, but just the second episode. Oh yeah. Did it get darker? (laughs) Gets a little Uh, darker before it gets light. Yeah, at times. Like it had some levity in it like the last one did. So like you're rooting for her. It's watchable. And so I think it's a good quality show, but It's just like kind of homework doing it. Like, because it's, because ultimately it's very bleak. Yeah. And a drag. We're keeping up with Foundation, which has been kind of interesting. Okay. I'm still on board with it. No one's talking about it. No
1: one's talking about it. It's a big expense. It is a really, uh, it is just impressive to watch. Mm -hmm. And I, there are many different storylines happening. And every week you kind of get like a different world or a different, like, you know, like we mentioned in the Game of Thrones.
2: And uh, similarly, do you comparison. feel like you're
1: getting to know these people? Yes, still don't know if I could actually like name them? Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's part of it, but yeah but uh but definitely getting to know them. Good,
0: yeah, all right.
1: yeah. um show. I feel like we've been watching stuff every night. Um, it'll come to you. Yeah. What what about you?
0: Well, that, I mean, that's all I've watched in the last week. There's a new Adele song that came out last week. Yeah, people aren't that impressed with it, are they? Oh, really? Is that what you've heard? I haven't heard that anywhere. Oh, really? No, I love it. Okay. I think it's terrific. All right. Yeah. In fact, I heard it and I was like it had completely slipped my mind that Adele hits different. That like an, the first time you hear like a great Adele love ballad, you're like, "Oh, right, there's a reason that this is like one of the most sensational vocalists of her generation." And it's what you want. I I don't I wasn't necessarily looking forward to new Adele music and then I heard it and I'm like, "Oh, I'm good." And right. and this is this is exciting because now I'm listening to the song for the first time that I'm going to be listening to for the rest of my life because that's how Adele works. Like her songs stick around. Right.
1: There there was a headline that said something like uh Adele trying to explain her divorce to her child through her new album and then there was like a meme underneath that was like
0: Hey, why do we have to You want to know why you have to spend weekends at your dad's? Track 5. <laughs> I'm also here for all the press cuz she's like so charming and funny and so like she's doing YouTube stuff and So is she calling this one like 35 or 30, 30? 30. Even yeah. though she's 33 now. Right. I remember thinking when 25 came out, well she's already she's 26 or 27. Or, yeah. Um, but I guess it's like about the time in her life when she was 30. Cause it is right. pretty distinctly about her divorce. I do like that. She names them after her age. I remember her saying that she was only going to do that for the first three, but it does seem like number four is also going to be her age. Yeah. Do yeah. it forever. Yeah, sure. Call it 66. Why not? <laughs> She's an old grandma. Still, yeah. still way a little Belt way. Out. This can be, this can be the last time we talk about this, but I, I wanted to, to complete our Jerry Maguire trilogy. Okay. I was thinking, uh, what about the word agency? That's I, don't, good. I don't like one word titles, but there's a duality to that in mm-hmm. that it's a, about a guy who quits his agency, starts his own agency. And also it's about this person who has to make choices to benefit himself and the people around him. And that's kind of got a, like an agency quality to it. Yep. So calling it just agencies a little Michael Bay, calling it the agencies a little bit to Matt Damon, call yeah. it Jerry's agency or like the McGuire agency. The Maguire Agency isn't bad. Yeah, it's not too much of a mouthful. No, I think it's okay. Yeah,
1: I like that. I like it better when I we like don't the fight. Maguire Agency, or even like like uh, McGuire and Co. or something like something that just kind of like like you yeah know, illuminates the fact that there's a
0: a partnership there. Right, there's someone else involved. When Jerry met Dorothy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't right, but... believe her name's Dorothy. She doesn't feel like a Dorothy? No. It's a very matronly name. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. I feel like
1: there was another movie like that that I watched. Anyways, let's keep going. <laughs> you just can't remember. I cannot remember the movies.
0: Uh, okay, we're gonna move through this stuff pretty quickly. I think because there's just there's not that much to say. There's a Hardy Boys TV show happening right now, which I wasn't even aware of, mm-hmm. but it just got acquired by Disney Plus for like international distribution. So it's gonna there's already a season of it, and it's gonna turn up on Disney Plus. And okay. I think it's not so dissimilar from your modern. Nancy Drew's and Sabrina's and whatever else but it's the Hardy Boys now this is interesting timing because for no particular reason last month I read a Hardy Boys book just for the gist of it you just did it I think I might have been inspired to do that by only murders in the building because there's like lots of Hardy Boys stuff I was like I like I've had Hardy Boys books in my life in the past what if I were to read one and so I just like downloaded the pdf and I read a Hardy Boys book and dude it's not good Oh, no, it's not. No, it's bad. And I don't mean like I'm too mature for this children's book. I just mean like this is a dumpster fire of a book. Really? It's so it's ridiculous. It's not a whodunit, which maybe was just my misinterpretation. But like from the very beginning, there's like a guy in the corner who's like sniveling and untrustworthy. <laughs> and sure enough, he's the guy who stole the tower treasure. Maybe, Maybe that's the reason kids like it. Is because they're like, I bet it was that guy. When are they gonna realize it was that guy? The other thing that's frustrating about the Hardy Boys is that they individually, Frank and Joe, have no distinct characteristics. Strong male names, though. Frank and Joe. Frank and Joe. Hardy.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Hardy. Like they could just be one Hardy Boy, a la Nancy Drew. Like, mm. like, there's nothing that it's not like, like Frank likes they math don't balance and, each other out. And, and no, and yeah. <laughs> and Joe is like the the sloppy one. Like, no, they're just. <laughs> There could be a line of dialogue, and it might as well have been either one of them.
1: Right. Yeah,
0: that's really funny. Yeah.
1: I, I haven't done done such a deep dive. It's yeah, it's not like a a Sherlock and uh,
0: Watson kind no. of thing. No, no, no. It's just
1: Frank and Joe are interchangeable. It's not
0: like at any a point. like a buddy adventure in that sense. In fact, there's all kinds of other people. Many of them do a lot of the heavy lifting, and then the Hardy Boys get the credit. <laughs> They're just so, there for the ride. So like their dad is the local town PI. And he's, like, well-respected. Oh, wow. And um, I think as is a trope in many of these, in this kind of genre, like, law enforcement is mostly hapless, except for their brilliant father, who, like, gives them the secrets and tells them the tricks of the trade. Right. Uh, He does a lot of the work, and then they're like, good job, Joe and, and Frank. Um, Get your picture taken with the mayor. Yeah, so, anyway. Not to come down super hard on... There's also, like, some some weird stuff that's just, like... So, I I might have told you before about how, like, Franklin W. Dixon, who is the writer of the Hardy Boys, doesn't exist. And when I learned that some years ago, it was really disruptive to my understanding about how publishing works. Mm. And so, like, basically, there were, like, a magazine, and the group was called Franklin W. Dixon.
2: Oh, wow. So,
0: that young readers would think, like, they would feel like they're getting to know uh, a writer, but it's not even like he started it and then other people used his name. There is no was no ever. It was always Franklin a W. Dixon. Corporation. It was always a corporation, a group of people. Yeah. An agency. And like the first one was written in like the 30s mm-hmm. and then it had to be and it does exist, it's out there, but like it had to be completely rewritten because it was so racist and homophobic. <laughs> oh my God. It Had to be rewritten in the 60s. In the 60s oh, they yeah. were like, "Hey, you know what? Yep. This this isn't reading well." Exactly.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I mean, I'd be, uh, I'd be curious to download one of these PDFs and take a, have a little look see myself. I wouldn't waste your time. No, just take your word for it. Yeah.
0: You don't give the Hardy Boys your ass. No, although at some point maybe we'll have to do it on the podcast because we'll have easy access. Mm. Uh, I sent you some movie trailer ideas because it seems like that was the big thing in, in entertainment news this week is just like really big, highly anticipated peaks at movies on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Did you watch any of the trailers? I watched all of them. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. They were, okay, uh, the first one
1: that you sent me was the Batman. The Batman came out a few days ago. The Batman looks, I'm sold by the trailer, but I'm not confident.
0: I'm sold by uh, our pats. Yeah, I'm not sold by the idea that this is going to be a different style than has been done before. Right. No, it it looked like very much a Batman movie. I think they're going after R-rated Batman. I th- I think maybe it's going to be R-rated and it's it's based on a much grittier timeline. Yeah. Um. Also, the Riddler, like Paul Dano, is the Riddler. Uh, Colin Farrell is the Penguin. I don't know if you picked up on that. No, but I didn't. I was trying un- to figure out who that was. Yeah. Unrecognizable. I think it's gonna be good. I have faith. I'm excited, but it doesn't it doesn't look so like so much like a departure. No, no, I don't think it looks. Uh, I think it's
1: uh, gonna be a step up, maybe from the because there was a Ben Affleck one, wasn't there?
0: Oh, that's true. I sometimes forget about that. He was okay. He wasn't the problem with that. It's just like generally speaking, right? DC movies are are not great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Overall, felt felt good about. it. I
1: liked the Kravitz spot. That's cool. Oh yeah. Like that's, yeah. that seems like a nice little, uh, little edge. And then she's Catwoman in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a good pick.
0: Yeah. I don't know how people feel about Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle.
1: I don't think super strong.
0: No, I don't think I'm, I'm like super attached to her. I don't know that it was offensive or problematic, but like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That third one overall, I think not, not Nolan's best work. It is the low point.
0: Yeah. But I think because the bar was so high, it maybe exactly we judge yeah, it a yeah. little bit more harshly than we otherwise might. It's still I, I, really good. I love the ending. Some people have a real problem with like the logistics of him uh, carting that bomb off into the horizon, right? And then like turning up in in Italy, right? I like it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um,
1: speaking of Nolan, saw that Emily Blunt sign on for
0: Oppenheimer, yeah, his new movie, and I thought like that's very. Good casting. I like. I don't know anything about yeah. this movie, but I was like, "Oh, it seems she'll to me good. like she'll be perfect in yeah. that." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Being the Ricardos, which is exciting for me, the Aaron Sorkin head. Yeah, uh, seems like they're gonna try and uh, get that thing out before the end of the calendar year, which makes, which means he's been very busy. Yeah, and and kind of funny how the trailer was like narrated by
1: Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. but like was completely obscuring her as
0: some Lucy people the whole time. Some people posit that they're doing that with a self-awareness that she doesn't pass for a good lucille ball okay and you know me i just don't really buy into the idea that our actors have to look like the person that they're portraying right nicole kidman's a good actor although we've talked a little bit about her how her voice work is not as good as it once right. was and that sounded a lot more to me like nicole kidman than lucille ball right. in the voiceover yeah um have your bar down though that that seems like a uh a- a good acting pick for desi arnaz i mean the movie's gonna be like an aaron sorkin movie like I, i'm excited for it i i think it'll be good i have high hopes for his work i think he's like an okay director and obviously he is a good writer or has mm-hmm. been a good writer but i really missed the days of him inventing new people was this a surprise drop by the way or did you know about this for the, a long time the movie existing yeah Oh, I've known about You're it. You've known about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like they wanted Cate Blanchett to play Lucy and oh. the popular opinion is like that would have been better. Right. But who knows? I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm i watching the West Wing, you know, as we speak, and this is a complete world that he invented and he just doesn't seem to want to do that anymore. And it kind of bums me out. Right. Not since just Will McAvoy has world. he created people. He's just writing real people. Mm-hmm. In movies. In movies. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see him like do a completely new, what was the last movie that was completely original by him? Uh, was there ever
2: one?
0: I guess kind of the social network, but that's not well, real people. No, that's real people. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be one since A Few Good Men, but mm. but no, <laughs> maybe not <laughs> sure. since A Few Good Men. Interesting. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the American president was after A Few Good Men. Right. Yeah. Never saw that. It's good. it's like a rom-com yeah yeah funny for him um yeah i think that one will be good home sweet home alone home sweet home alone i'm pumped for me too i think it looks great how is it that they made this trailer look so excellent and like i was so ready to not be down with another home alone movie totally archie yates from jojo rabbit yes oh that's who it is we got um ellie kemper is one of the the Robbers, yep. which is a cool idea. Yeah. Rob Delaney, the other. Uh, Pete Holmes is the dad. Yeah. Great. I'm like psyched. It's going to be on Disney+. Plus. It's a straight to stream. Yeah. So if you have the plus, you're going to be able to watch the new Home Alone. And I actually think this might really work. Butch is in as a, as a cop. Buzz. Buzz. Sorry. A lot of people commenting that like Home Alone can't possibly work anymore because of cell phones or whatever, as if they haven't rewritten the story to account for that right like i'm excited yeah. to see <laughs> so the technology is going to play a big part in the this. original home alone people love to poke holes in home alone as if everything isn't thought out like about right. the, stu- the stuff about like how he should have just called the police or whatever it's in the story that the power right. lines get knocked out
1: yeah
0: yeah come on folks come on, and yes. what about uncharted which i didn't know existed until today and i watched the trailer
1: yeah this is the one that i'm least it's weird because i i think that i'm the least likely to actually enjoy it and then like five years from now i could see myself being like let's put on uncharted well it looks very commercial right yeah very just like um well it's it's a it's a movie model after a playstation game oh i didn't know that yeah i was gonna say
0: playstation logo at the beginning of the trailer oh i missed that i guess (laughs) i mean i was just really hyper focused on uh tom holland essentially being tom holland right um he's being like ethan hunt slash indiana jones yes, and he's 100%. young and mark Wahlberg is there too but like right. the action looks good and like i mm-hmm. like movies like that i like these totally. big blockbuster movies with like a charming handsome action hero and they're like falling in open air yep. after having jumped out of a plane or something like right. i'm into that i don't care that it's super commercial he's one of our next movie stars mm-hmm. i'm gonna lean into Un- uncharted yeah yeah let's do it
1: Uncharted, and that comes out when? That was a, a theaters only. It was funny to see at the end
0: of like every exclusively trailer. in theaters. Only in theaters. They don't and have to then, be so snotty about it, eh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And fine. then the other
1: ones are like in theaters, but on Amazon Prime the day
2: after.
0: <laughs> Not the case with Dune, though. We're getting completely shafted over this HBO Max. Uh, at the same time as the theatrical release thing. Yeah, what's happening here? Remember that last year? They're like, okay, everything coming out from Universal this year also comes out same day on HBO Max. Right. That doesn't apply to those of us in Canada who have Crave. Right. So tomorrow, if you live in the United States, you can sign up for uh, HBO uh, Plus. or what, What's it called? HBO? HBO Max. HBO Max. And you can watch Dune at home or you can go to the theaters. Like tomorrow. You tomorrow. Can, you can actually... Or here in Canada, you can go to the theaters. So Otherwise, go tomorrow? screw yourself. Yeah. Huh.
1: Wow. What are
0: people saying about No Time to Die, by the way? People like it a lot. I mean, like, because there was so much hype, it seems like people are getting overly excited, but that's better than the alternative. Right. Some people saying that it's better than Skyfall. Maybe it's not as good as Casino Royale. Maybe it's the best one ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to think Skyfall is the best of, of yep. the four that I've seen. I, I can't imagine it's that good, but... People are are into it, so that's fine. Awesome, uh, SNL. Did you watch it? Of course. Did you really like it? Uh you didn't really like it. No, I did. I think I'm. I'm struggling to think of a lot of specifics beside the Squid Game con- country song. Um, there's like the celebrity, uh, celebrity school game. Celebrity. Where school? It was just a bunch of impressions.
1: Kristen Wiig. What and, was uh, the
0: context though? What was the what was the sketch?
1: Uh the sketch was that they were um. It was, it was like a game show. Rami played Pete, and Pete played Rami. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just can't remember what they did in the sketch. But y- You were able to like pick who you wanted to answer the question. It was oh, kind of okay. like Hollywood Squares kind of thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Was I, I don't have a lot of memories about it. I'm not sure I finished it, now that I think about it. No? Yeah. It was pretty good. Sudeikis this weekend. Yeah. I think that'll probably have some magic. I think that'll be funny. Yeah. That'll be his first time, right? So you remember a couple of weeks ago when they did a digital short with three guys who were all completely unrecognizable? Yeah. We didn't yeah. talk about this. And it was really funny. Well, I, I might have said in passing, like, I like the fact that they just did one with all the writers, which I assumed it was. So it, well, it is. There's another level to that. They're all brand new writers. Okay. They're all TikTok stars. Oh. And so like, if you're on TikTok, you recognize these guys, in particular, the guy with red hair. Okay. And they're roommates. And all three of them got hired on SNL this year because they make these hilarious TikTok sketches. No way! And this digital short is very much in the comedic vein of their TikToks. Of what they did, and so they did that to show the young audience of SNL, like, hey, we know what you guys right. are into. We're going to give you some of this. Yeah, and and they're in, like the next Lonely Island because they like are all roommates and they're like buds and they all right. got hired on. Well, Dias that's what they the want time. them to be for sure. Definitely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cool. I, well, that's, that, that'll that be, uh, I'll I'll keep an eye out for that. But yep. there there was no digital short this weekend. No, not there was. The, there was the Squid Game song. Oh, but that was like Pete Holmes and Rami Malek. And and then this third guy who's just like a big dude with long hair. <laughs> who oh, was yeah. that? Who was that? I don't know. I was like, is he a country star? Is he like involved in some way?
0: I don't know. I couldn't tell I'm you. He must have sure been a country star. Yeah. Yeah. In any case. Yeah. Another interesting thing I've, I've found they're doing so far this year is they're not doing any gimmicks in the monologue. So they've had mm. uh, Kim and Rami and Owen Wilson host episodes so far. None of them are stand-up comedians, nope. but all three of them have just had to do stand-up for their monologue instead yeah. of taking questions from the audience or touring backstage or doing a musical number. Yeah, you're right. Those are the, the three main gimmicks. Yeah. And they've all been pretty good. Yes. Like, I think kind of more enjoyable. I I think so for sure. the The writing has been tight. I thought I thought Rami did a really good job. Yeah. And sometimes I don't really want to like him. He kind of seems like a little oh, really? too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I I thought he did a pretty good job. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. He does seem very theatrical. He's a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big old weirdo. And I haven't been able to get the story that Rachel Bilson told on Armchair Expert out of my head about how oh, she went this? she went to school with them. You didn't listen to this? No. She went to school with them. So they were like buds when they before they were famous. Okay. They were in school together. And so she shared a photo on Instagram, like a throwback Thursday photo of unfamous Rachel Bilson and unfamous Rami Malek, like being dorks and like on the bus together or something. And he uh, DM'd her and he was like, I'm very private about my life. Can you please take that photo down? Really? <laughs> and Rachel Bilson just openly told the world this story. of like, nice. I thought it was really weird. Like I thought we were That's... friends. It was a pretty innocent photo. I thought it was sweet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I can't stop thinking about that story. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't be able to either. Yeah. Now I'm probably going to have that. Now it's going to be the thing where I see Rami Malek and I go, but there was a thing. Yeah. What was that thing? What was the weird
0: rude thing he said to that person we like? And And then I'll come back to Rachel Bilson. I have a list. Look at this list. Yeah. What is this list? This is the BBC's list of the top 100 greatest TV shows of the 21st century. Of the 21st century. Yes. Okay. And so some of the some of the shows do not feel relevant at all because we've been in this thing for over two decades. Yeah. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but do you want me to read like the top 10, top 15? Sure. Top 15. Uh, Chernobyl at 15. Interesting. Critically, people just loved to wave the Chernobyl flag. It bummed me out. <laughs> uh, 14 is Atlanta. Okay. It's been a long time. Yeah. But they are doing more. Yeah. I think uh, it's supposed to be like January or something. Number thirteen, I think this is wrong. Uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. Number thirteen, people. Yeah, The Return. The that's, Return. That's tough, but people do do stand for that. I mean, I, I guess that, that there's that there is a Twin Peaks fandom, but like for The Return, people don't really talk about that, do they? This is. I think they do. Number, I
1: actually think they do.
0: Okay, uh, I stand corrected. Number twelve, Six Feet Under. That's not a show that we talk about at all anymore, but it's it sure had a thing. Yeah surprising though. Number 11, Bojack Horseman, number 10, Succession. Okay. Number 9, The Office UK. Okay. Number 8, The Americans. All right. Number 7, The Leftovers. All right. They What's the difference between The Leftovers so. and uh uh The 100 or is the Isn't there another show that where it's like everyone gets cut down? Yeah,
1: there was something There was something similar.
0: Number 6, number I show. I also I I would challenge this not because I don't think it's good. In fact, I don't really know. I haven't done the homework, but it seems a little recency bias to say number six is "I May Destroy You." Yeah, definitely. Number five is Game of Thrones. Okay. Number four is Fleabag. Okay, even that might be a little recency bias. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Two
1: English shows on the BBC. Or...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Maybe they are looking at it from like a from a British lens. Uh, number three is Breaking Bad. That's legit. Yeah. Number two is Mad Men. Is that higher than Breaking Bad? I love it. But like culturally and significantly, is that a bigger splash than Breaking Bad? It's not a bigger splash, but it, it's uh,
1: maybe a more tasteful take. Number one? Number one in the last 21 years. This, this, there is an obvious answer to this.
0: You'll go, oh, of course.
1: Um, well, you said... I'm just trying to think of the big ones. Like, okay, so you said Game of Thrones, you said Mad Men. Well, said-
0: I'll put it like this: it can't be Sopranos because that okay. started in the '90s. So, what would number oh, one be? Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh,
1: why can't I think of the name? The Wire. The, I kept thinking. Uh, all I wanted. Yeah, I, knew, to say, I knew you were there. I knew it was The Wire, yeah, but I all I wanted to say was Westworld.
0: Oh no! It was like Wild Wild <laughs> I, World. I bet Westworld is on here somewhere. Just like looking down the list in no particular order, Lost is on here, Deadwood, uh, 30 Rock, Veep, of course, mm-hmm. um, Watchmen, which you and I both really liked. Yeah, Girls is number 30. Uh, True Detective, and they have the full series run, but that's a spotty run. Yeah. Definitely. Um, obviously, Band of Brothers, that's a very big deal, significant. Where's M- Band M- of M- Brothers step. at? where did they put that? 36. It's okay. tied at 36 with uh, Downton Abbey. Okay. Uh, the Office US is at 39. Shits Creek is in there, community, um, the good fight. Give me a break. <laughs> uh Uh Halton Catch Fire. That's
1: Let's supposed to be good. Here.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about it. Where's Better Call saul Uh I don't know my glasses. Did, on. did they not put a, it on because it's not list. done? That's no, I don't think that'd be a problem. I think there's stuff on here that hasn't uh completed yet. Mayor of East Town is 66. That's interesting. Um Pose, Avatar The Last Airbender, House of Cards, The Underground Railroad, O.J. Made in America. That was good. Big Little Lies, Insecure, Normal People, How I Met Your Mother, um, Louie, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and number 100 is The Queen's Gambit.
1: Okay. Fair enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Queen's Gambit, I think, will would probably be moved up in like... A couple
0: years. I think we're going to remember the Queen's Gambit, yeah. Right, I think so. Oh, the good places in here too. Of course, that's a good one.
1: I remember the movie that we watched. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Was always kind of wary about it. Um, this is forty. You'd never seen this is forty. Never saw this is forty. I can talk to you about this is forty. We should talk about this is forty. Okay, let's go. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't have. I I was so worried about being like, you know, saddened by it. What it was was long, and what I was happy about was that we just happened to watch it in two sittings. Okay. I think that's kind of necessary. Look, life's long. Life's long.
0: (laughs) Totally. Life's long, but really funny. Well, and also, like, he has a, a history of making his movies too long. King Island was a little too long, too. Mm-hmm. And the longest is Funny People. And the problem is the tone and the point of the movie shifts about two-thirds of the way through. And you're like, are right. we done yet? Right. Although I've come back around on Funny People. And I came back around on This is 42. Didn't like it at first. No? No. Um, because it is it is melancholy at
1: times. I think part of it was, like, also the time stamp on it. Like, when you said Lost, it totally jogged my memory. because Because... Okay. Uh, it, the daughter is freaking out because oh, they yeah. took her all of her iPad away right. like everything she's binging away. lost and she only had two episodes left yeah. of lost and she keeps being like
0: i don't know what's happening in Lost." like weirdly megan fox is in that
1: movie yes so strange yeah um thought the humor was really on point i had no idea who graham parker and the rumor were i'd never heard of no band that before. was a that was a
0: real flex and wasn't it, it seems
1: like a band that i would know about just on principle
0: and i had no idea no but that was like a real like so you think you like jackson brown and tom petty but do you know this much cooler version of that right that was judd apatow showing off yeah but it was almost kind of like a punky band and then he brings in the now not so celebrated brian adams but ryan adams is like he plays like a nice song at the end of the movie that's like the coda
1: I, i i looked at jen at that point and jen was like who is this and i was like yeah, this part didn't age well. This is right. It's Ryan openly Adams. Ryan Adams in the movie, isn't yeah, it? They yeah, they say it's Ryan Adams because she's like, You should sign this guy. And he's like, You like this? I, I wish I could sign Ryan Adams. Billy Joe
0: Armstrong cameo?
1: Billy Joe Armstrong cameo yeah. is pretty strong. Yeah, it is. Yep. Um and I I don't know, I just feel like like overall some of the family stuff, John Lithgow as her dad. Uh huh. As her kind of like Albert Brooks is his dad? Yes. Yeah. Yep um yeah i loved it i think it's good i loved it and I, I like i
0: got it there wasn't um
1: it was just kind of like uh but yeah it, is, it is
0: kind of bleak like especially since like this is his wife and they're his daughters and yes. like the surrogate judd apatow is like kind of it's supposedly schlubby but it's paul rudd right uh we have another paul rudd movie to talk about in a second uh-huh um but like he's like in entertainment and they're pretty rich and they live in California like this feels pretty overtly autobiographical except it's also warts and all and so you wonder like is some of this like dirty laundry in which case that's kind of a drag
1: I I don't I would find it hard to believe that everyone would sign up for the dirty laundry like version of their life I kind of think they were like what if we dramatize this so you know it's it would be almost time to do this is 50 should he do that I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to see where they all kind of are right now. Yeah, me but too. I don't know if he would, if it would be that interesting.
0: Both of those daughters are like adult actresses now and do other things. Yeah. Hands. Is the younger one, the, the younger one, they were both so funny in it. Yeah. So the younger one is in that show Love with Paul Rust. Really? Yeah. She like he. His job is he's like an onset tutor for right. children's actors. And she's the younger one. And she's the she's his student. Gotcha. So she has a pretty prominent role. And then yeah, Maud Apatow has been in a number of things. Right. Yeah. Like King of Saturn Island. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um.
1: I was I was totally here for it, and I thought overall like nice ending, kind of where where it had to go. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, there were parts where I just like was kind of roaring, laughing at it. And I, it, that always
0: took me by surprise. I'm surprised you hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: and a lot of times it was, it was like at angry parts where they were screaming.
0: That, oh yeah. That I was laughing. Oh, and what happens? Like there's like a big blowout at a pool party or something. Yeah. I remember he's always stuffing cupcakes in his mouth. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Essentially
1: he's, he is always
0: stuffing cupcakes. Yeah. In his, he's always
1: kind of like trying to, to get away. Like he's not being present. Right. And, like at the same time, he's deep in debt because mm-hmm. he's lent his father like $80,000 and his father is always asking for money and mm-hmm. their label is really struggling. But yet he's spending like a ton of money on like decorations for the office. Like, right. And then there's that Irish dude who's in bridesmaids. Who's really funny. In Chris it. O'Dowd. Chris yeah. O'Dowd. Yeah.
0: Oh, your cake baby. That's <laughs> yeah. my, that's yeah. my Chris. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, he was re- there was one scene with like him and uh Jason Jason Siegel and uh, Megan Fox. Yeah. Which was really funny. Mm-hmm. And they're both kind of competing for Megan Fox. And very quickly, Chris O'Dowd kind of realizes like he's outmatched and has no idea what's going it's on. It's so
0: interesting that they like decide to overlap it with knocked up um with the Jason Siegel character, but they've yeah. completely rewritten his character. They've like developed him into this like semi-fitness guru who's yeah. like really confident B- bodies with bodies by jason yeah <laughs> yeah but there's no other like there might be a brief mention of her sister allison who's Catherine Heigel but there's no teasing you right. with maybe seth rogan's going to be in this movie. yeah 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 i forgot Yeah, we're in the same universe that
1: that could have happened oh yeah. yeah 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 um and she gets <clears throat> pregnant in it oh
0: leslie mann gets pregnant yeah oh i don't remember that yeah so, so she... that must be the big twist in the end yes
1: yeah and well, it's not really a twist like she finds out halfway through. Oh. Okay. But it's a she doesn't tell Paul Rudd right away. Yeah. Because he she mentions at one point like, "Hey, what would you think about like another kid?" And he's like, "Oh my god, bullet in my brain. Like just end it right now." He's like, "One kid, great. Two kids, nightmare. Three kids, kill myself." Bullet in my brain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do you want to talk about Clueless? This is a very exciting thing for me. I've been telling you for like a year to watch this classic movie.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was, um, it was, I was trying to like, look at it through the lens of like, what, what, how did this get made kind of thing? Will
0: you recap it for me? Will you do that much? I don't have to put you on the clock. No, please don't. Um, Yeah, so
1: where to start? Cher is like, she's like a, a rich She's like a daddy's like girl. Daddy's girl, who's not super bright, but's got a lot of like initiative because her father is also like a a hardcore lawyer who believes like you can argue anything.
0: Well, and thus she's not like a great debater. There's literally a debate class, right? But like she gets by on her charm. Yeah, but she also like
1: kind of coordinates. I found it so weird that she like they very quickly like there's a whole like plot line, which is weird that there's like kind of miniature plot lines in mm-hmm. a, in a movie. A thing you have to understand about
0: it is it's, it is Emma by Jane Austen. Okay. So that's ex- exactly what they're doing. Any, any issues you have with the plot, take them up with Jane Austen. I will. Okay.
1: I don't even really have issues with that. It was just, it felt like it was very, um, so that's why they did the whole, like trying to get the teachers together yes. thing. And okay. She's a matchmaker. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I wasn't wasn't uh, and, and astute enough to realize. That's the, also
0: why in the end she falls in love with her brother and you're just supposed to be okay with it.
1: I was going to say, yeah. like I looked at Jen at one point and I said, why does this have to be, like it could just be Paul Rudd.
0: I don't understand why there has to be like, a family he, connection here. He could have here. been like the boy next door who yeah. like came home to visit and like, but you're right, like it's well established that they have a very traditional bickery brother-sister relationship now they're not biologically related he's from a different uh, set of parents altogether yeah and the, the
1: their parents were married for like a second right. but he's still kind of like in the family
0: and then in the end she decides that this older boy who she's constantly fighting with in fact she's hopelessly in love with him right. and that works in like an old like elizabethan era kind of thing was it her actual brother in- and <clears throat> no same deal i think oh okay yeah gotcha
1: um so, okay, well, that, that actually does provide a lot of context. Um, wasn't prepared to see Brittany Murphy in it. Totally oh, she's forgot like the that she's second like, lead in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Along with Stacey Dash. Yeah. And no,
0: Brittany Murphy's I, way more important in the movie than Stacy. Dash. I think Dash. so, too. Yeah. But
1: Stacey Dash's name was above Brittany
0: Murphy's. Which she up. must just appear first in the movie. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Um, One of the great all-time movie insults, mm-hmm. um, you're a virgin who can't drive yeah no who doesn't have her driver's license yeah i think she can't drive because she like at this point she does have her license and no she doesn't she's bad at it she's no. like she's a terrible driver she,
1: she's she's driving without a license for the entire movie and right. then she doesn't get her driver's license and the, that really
0: bums her out the line is you're a virgin who can't drive i promise really? we can have this okay. fight if you want but i, no, I that's, promise that's the line i don't is. i don't care to <laughs>
1: um but uh yeah i guess like I, I liked all the '90s isms of it. Seriously, that was,
0: do you understand what, was what I mean when I say that? Like, it feels like it's lampooning the '90s while still in the '90s. Yeah, it feels like it's a joke with hindsight, but it doesn't have the hindsight.
1: No, no, I did like. unlike who was this a book first?
0: Clueless? No, no, it was. But just... it was a book called Emma by Jane Austen. First. I understand that. <laughs> you couldn't be any more clear that it was a Jane Austen. I'll say it joint. one more time before
1: we're done. Okay. Um, but
0: (laughs) A Jane Austen joint. (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah, it was good. Uh, Like, I I don't think I'll watch it again. No. But um, yeah, it was kind of like a fun trip down memory
0: lane for me. I don't... Jen's watched it like 500 times. She loves the movie. It's like a nutty movie. But like, we've talked a lot about She's All That. And to me, it's way better than
1: She's All That. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. And I've only seen She's All That so many times too. But like, I just think... I was maybe uh that was a little earlier than She's All That. Well and So I was like way younger. I was also, like five.
0: I think Ten Things I Hate About You fits into that equation somewhere too. Mm. Where do you stand on that movie?
1: I love Ten Things I Hate I About. I love you.
0: that movie too. Yeah. Also based on a classic.
1: Yes, which is
0: uh
1: a Midsummer's night midsummer night's dream. Taming of the Shrew, which kind of sounds like
0: Ten Things I Hate About You. If I haven't heard her from Jade in a little while. This would be a good opportunity for her to jump That's in. That's true. Yep.
1: Is it Taming of the Shrew?
0: Yep. Because he tames the shrew. She's like the shrew. She's mean and he like tricks her into falling in love with him. Yeah. These are the 10 things I hate about you. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think overall 10 things I hate about
0: you takes the the crown for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would probably throw it on sooner than Clueless too, but I love Clueless because it's so nuts. And directed by Amy Heckerling who also directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, okay. I was going to ask what Heckerling's deal was. Yeah. Has she done anything since? I don't know. I don't know what her deal is now.
2: Hmm.
1: I could kind of see how it was like, it was like a three-star movie on Netflix, and I kind of got that.
0: That's a hot take, though, because it's a classic. It is like a cult classic. Yeah. yeah. It's it's in the canon of essential high school movies.
1: You think so? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're probably like, people really liked Clueless for sure. Should we talk about American Rust? Let's get into American Rust. Okay. Who's going to recap it? I think you need to. Oh, all
2: right. Okay.
0: Ugh, ugh. I think I let you pick last week, didn't I?
1: Well, I, I recapped Clueless. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's a Jane <laughs> Austen movie. Yeah,
0: oh, okay. All right. Uh, now that I know that. American right. Rust is not a Jane Austen <laughs> joint. All right. We're going to recap in three, <clears throat> two, one. Oh, it's going down. Jeff Daniels plays the chief of police in this small dead pennsylvania town he is a veteran and probably like addicted to painkillers uh, to some extent there's also like a, a young b- boy who gets into a fight and uh, uh jeff daniels has a crush on his mom so he helps him like not get jail time when he uh almost kills the kid with a board. We flash forward six months to when he finds this kid and his buddy's letterman jacket in a warehouse where there's been a murder, but no other bodies are there to be found. That part actually happens at the beginning of the episode. We see, uh, Billy is his name and his friend, uh, Go into this warehouse because he's like got some business he needs to settle, and you yeah, figure he like sees a guy. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, is that Novick? I'm just going to be a minute, and the other guy follows him in, and you figure something bad's going to happen, and then we flash back six months, and right. it's mostly the deal with um, him getting into that fight and oh, having a court date. Novik was the cop. Oh, that he fired.
1: Because he references oh. that and says, that guy had a boot on my neck the night that I got. Okay,
0: because like, I wondered, when he sees the body at the end of the episode, he's yeah. like, here's Novik," And I was like, I looked up Novik on Pete Novik. I looked him up on IMDb, and I was like, okay, but where have we seen him earlier in the episode? Right. I didn't realize, because that was a crazy thing that happens. Like, he, the idea is that he's like, I mean, basically, it's Mayor of Easttown without any charm. He's yes. He's got all kinds of vices, and he's the chief of police, and he orders a rolling rock. Like, it's, it's right. right on, and it's HBO. Or it's stars or something. Yeah. Showtime. Showtime. Um and he goes to a call and there's like a Black Lives Matter incident happening or something. No, maybe not. But there's there's police brutality happening mm-hmm. because the other cop is uh uh being a big wheeler and right. he says something racist and he may be a little drunk, and so Jeff Daniels fires him on the spot. Yeah. And he's the guy who turns up dead in the warehouse. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, wow.
1: I, I just realized that in the moment.
0: That's helpful, actually.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I think what you said without charm, like that's kind of the the takeaway. Like I, I couldn't really...
0: Uh, he's, he's not likable. Like I didn't know anything about American Rust going into it. And my first note was, know nothing about this show. Jeff Daniels probably plays a real son of a bitch. Yeah. Because that's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, And I didn't find like the kids were
1: very like... No. ...good... Like that, even the, like the dialogue around it. No, exactly. I, it's rare that I go, the dialogue is off and it just felt really
0: <laughs> off. And I, I'm just not rooting for anybody here. No. I've, I caught myself saying like, not only am I bored, I feel punished by this. I felt like that during Yellow, Yellowstone as well. Yeah. I'm like, in this one in particular, even more so than Yellowstone, I'm like, Definitely. who is There's this nothing for? even beautiful what to look I, at. What am I supposed to be getting out of this? Right. You're right. The lighting sucks. They've Mm -hmm. made such an effort to wash it out and make it look like wan and dead. Yeah. And it does. And there's like nobody to root for. There's no like underdog. No. Maura Tierney. Are we cheering for Maura Tierney? Is that the mom from Liar Liar? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm not really. No. No, no. (laughs) Certainly
1: not the dad. And then at
0: the end, he goes over after they get the kid off uh, out of jail or out of jail time. Mm -hmm. He goes over with a bottle of champagne and some venison steaks because he's like wheeling the mom. But mom's going to hook up with dad again. And so he's like dejected. And he says something snarky about basically implying that the kid should have gotten jail time. But we watched the incident happen. It was self-defense. It was self-defense. But I think
1: it was maybe because the cop didn't see it. But he was trying to, to...
0: you know, just stick up for it.
1: Maybe who is coming more from a Jeff Daniels is coming more from a, I need to get the the sun off.
0: We've just watched so many of these pilots and I just, I'm so tired of these cable streamer TV writers Mm -hmm. who think that including a trailer park and a Paps blue ribbon makes it this like really clever deconstruction of the American dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and
1: that's the way that I kind of thought we were going to go into it was like, oh, we're going to see a bunch of mill workers and it's going to show real America and we're going to, you know, get into some psychological issues that these guys are Well, we are
0: going to comment on the opioid pandemic for sure. Yeah. And, I don't know, police brutality, I guess. And, Mm -hmm. like, veterans or something? I don't know. Sad, middle-aged men? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so.
1: I don't know. And, Mm -hmm. like, uh, like right off the bat when... uh, when Jeff Daniels is on the phone with the police, like his his former like partner or whatever, yeah, because he's since been off, and right. he's like, "What are you doing on leave?" And he's like, "Are you still hunting out a season?" he's like I'm not going to answer that question but if you were right. ever on my property <laughs> he like goes into talking about how like That's he's allowed impression. to hunt on his own property. Yeah,
0: he's really defensive about guns. Yeah. What about when he's in the bar and he goes to have a beer and he has two sips of it and he gets the champagne and he says something about he says to the bartender she says something that like female bartenders in shows like these say. She says something like kind of kind of spicy. Yeah. And he like turns around She says around, something about going like like hey, uh, you also want some rubbers that
1: I'll, I could sell you? And he's like, hey, your father would smack you if he yeah. heard you say something she like that. She makes like
0: a funny joke about condoms and he comes around and it's like he's gonna hit her.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and she's like, "I'm," and also references her dad hitting her. I know. And she's like, you're right,
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. And he just like turns around and walks out. It was too weird. And like in that same scene, I guess it's his doctor who he's at the bar with. Yeah. And the doctor's like, when you inevitably have too many pills left over, bring them back to me. That's what people are doing now. I'm like, that's what people are you're doing. You're very it. fishy, sir. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, he's like,
1: because uh, you're gonna be tempted.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's when people flush them down the toilet.
1: Right. You just want pills. Right. Well, there is a thing with returning leftover prescriptions.
0: That yeah, is, there's a big difference between bringing them back to the pharmacy and bringing them back to this guy at the bar. Well, I think the guy at the bar was his doctor or a pharmacist. Maybe it's pharmacist. Yeah, I think that was the idea, but it's just something about it the way he said it. I was like, I don't trust that. I'd flush The them. fact that you're meeting at a bar is like a strange place to yeah.
1: meet your medical professional.
0: Let me uh, read you a very, very long list. Okay. The show we watched tonight is called American Rust. American Psycho. Okay. American Hustle. Mm-hmm. American Sniper. American Pie. American Horror Story. American Crime Story. American Dad. American Gods, American Beauty, American Made, American History X, American Gangster, American Graffiti, American Pickle, American Vandal, American Ultra, American Gothic, American President, American Pastoral, American Woman, American Veteran, American Factory, American Idol, and the Americans. Yeah. I think we've torched it, guys. I don't think we should name anything American anything. Let's try a new thing. Yeah. American Maguire. American Maguire, <laughs> Maguire in America. That's not bad. It sounds like a baseball movie, but it's right. close enough. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, I don't give it my ass. No. Good Lord. It was brutal. Yeah, it was a rough watch. Yeah, I,
1: are you, do you find yourself more of a Jeff Daniels fan <clears throat> because of, uh, the Sorkin of it all? And, yeah. He, uh, s- he
0: says that saved his career, that that speech from the first episode. Of course it did. Yeah, But it, unfortunately, that's when the series peaked in the first five right. minutes.
1: Yeah. And that's apparently, so he won the Emmy for that. Yep. And I guess that particular episode is actually
0: what got submitted yeah. for the Emmys. Yeah. So it's literally that reason. He won the Emmy, Emmy in the first five minutes of work. Yeah. yeah. Inter- similarly, I was thinking in the funeral episode of season two of Ted Lasso, which had been filmed you know, months ago, mm-hmm. uh, Hannah Waddingham... And when she does that eulogy, she won her second Emmy before she technically won her first. Right. Like I was like, oh, this. When she sings "Never Gonna Give You Up," yeah. I'm like, oh, here's here's her second Emmy. That was good. Yeah. No, I like Jeff Daniels because he's a talented actor. But like, he was on Smartless recently. He's just like, he's just so friggin' up his own butt. He is pretty. He's pretty uh, artistic. Isn't yeah. He? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see him in Aaron Sorkin's To Kill a Mockingbird on Broadway. That'd be cool. That's happening right now. It was Ed Harris. It was Jeff Daniels, and then it was Ed Harris, and now they're back on Broadway, and so they got Daniels back. Really? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that would be a good watch. That yeah.
0: must be sold out forever. It is. It's like one of the bigger non musical Broadway runs ever, I think. Yeah. Um, a little bit of controversy with the Harper Lee estate. They're mad that it's like a kind of a different angle from the book. Okay. Whereas, like, the book To Kill a Mockingbird is seen from Scout's eyes, mm-hmm. and the play is really much more Atticus's play gotcha because it's a courtroom drama and that's what he does best
1: yeah and you got jeff
0: daniels yeah playing you know the essential white savior of american literature Mm -hmm. yeah um i would give that my ass yeah
1: Mm -hmm. maybe i don't know Mm -hmm. i would like to go see it though yeah should see if my sister has got into it that'd be great do i have any poems
0: oh yeah let's hear i don't know if i have a good one to be honest Hear some bars (laughs) so <laughs> some bars uh, let's pretend we're people let's pretend we're people I bet we won't get caught we can thread the needle they'll never know we're not let's pretend we're people touching lips and holding hands always doing what is legal wearing shirts and shoes and pants let's pretend we're people giving gifts and sharing meals we both will look so regal never saying how we feel pretending is so gleeful being people seems alright can we pretend we're people even if just for tonight Oh, that's good. that was kind of That's a pop song. You think so? Yeah. (laughs) That had some heart behind it. Thanks, man. This one's based on a true story. Okay. This happened when we went for a brunch with my family uh, for my grandmother's birthday. Okay. And I ordered pancakes, and there was a jalapeno in my pancake. Oh. There was a little slice of jalapeno in my pancake, and it contaminated the whole pancake. Like, the whole pancake- Was spicy. Got the essence of jalapeno in it, and it was a total accident, and it ruined the pancake. Can I take a guess at the title? Is it jalapeno on my pancake? It's like, yeah, I guess it is. I don't know All that it has a title. Based All on right. a true story, there's a jalapeno in my pancake. There's a pickle in my pie. There's a muffin on my pizza. You're the apple of my eye. <laughs> my spaghetti's topped with almonds. My ham sandwich tastes like jam. My burger has marshmallows, and there's frosting on my clams. My potatoes taste like chocolate. There's bacon in my brie. Some things don't go well together, but then there's you and me. Oh, that's a that's a good children's novel. I think that one's. I think sweet you. Too.
1: I think that's like a good little pop up book.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's not Jane Austen. That's Robert Munch. <laughs> uh, he's not doing well. He's, he's, no, he's, he's got uh, dementia. I think he's got dementia. Yeah. And I got to tell
1: you, at that wedding I was last at, um, the bride's father ended up uh, quoting Robert Munch. I'll love you forever, I'll like, I'll like you forever oh. as long as you're... Like, at, the, at the end. And he sang it,
2: weirdly. He is was there like, a melody for he was, it?
1: No. Oh. He just made it up. Oh, cool. And he was like, and I always used to sing you this song. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right.
0: I mean, that, we go. that but, is his great work, right? That got you, Misty. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that's like the... like the. I don't know that it's his... I think it's like, as an adult, like it hit every parent. Yes. In the, and I think as you grow older, you learn more and more like how sad that mm. that book is and how actually nice it is, I guess. But um, certainly, I think kids would be like, oh no, it's this like
0: Mabel Murple. I was going to say like Spaghetti Sarandon or whatever. <laughs> it was. Spaghetti Sarandon. Yeah. That's so specific. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Did Robert Munch ever come to your school? I think, nah. Uh, I think he came to my school. Really? Yeah. Lucky
1: so day. probably yours, too. You probably did. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't a big deal at the time. It was time probably the
0: same day. It, was- <laughs> <laughs> it probably
1: was. And we were. All, I was like, uh, he's not a, like a
0: clown. He's just like a guy that wrote a book. He's like this a nice man and he read us a couple of stories. Apparently, he made them up. Right. So there is one more trailer. I, I, I didn't tell you to watch it. And now, in hindsight, I wish I had. Okay. But the King Richard trailer came out today.
1: King Richard. King Richard. What is this? Oh, that's the... Oh, my God. We've been talking about this nonstop the King Richard trail. I would have loved we yeah, we could have ended the podcast strong with this, but I'll take some guesses on it. So okay. this is the Serena Williams biopic with Will, Smith. With, with Will Smith as their
0: dad. It's not a Serena Williams biopic. No, it's not a biopic. They're little girls. Yeah. It's, and it's a him story. father biopic. Yeah. What a strange choice. It is. Because I think like sports dads mm-hmm. have this reputation for being Monsters and in a few instances they have been yeah this trailer does not depict him that way No, I I, I imagine there's two sides to the story or it goes both ways or do
1: we know anything about
0: him? Like I don't he's it's not like he's maybe the story is about him just being a good sports being a motivator Yeah, I I think that that's what's going on at least in this movie how true that is. I don't know right and it has to cut both ways there has to be some kind of um Drama yeah, of course, but honestly the trailer looks solid and it looks really good. Nice. Yeah. So we think that uh, Will Smith could be Oscar-bound. Yeah. And for the record, I feel like it's important to say this every 30 or 40 episodes of The Show Show. I'm a Will Smith fan. Yeah. I like his movies. I want him to win an Oscar. Love the guy. That's different. Yeah. It, all that stuff can be true while I simultaneously never trust him. While not trusting him. Right. He can be,
1: you know, like... Do do we admire Steve Jobs?
0: In a way? Do we like him? I mean, no. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I can't even trust Will Smith not to be trustworthy. It goes it's so confusing. He's he's making us uh, he's
1: making a fool out of us. Yeah.
0: Which quit, is really the issue. Quit playing games with our heart. Yes.
1: And that's why you never trust Will Smith.
0: Never trust Will Smith. <laughs>